Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. That nothing is impossible, preparing our hearts to receive the word of God. Are you ready to receive the word of God? I can hear you, Encounter Service. Are you ready to receive the word of God? It's impossible when you put your Everybody, everywhere, lift up your voice. Amen. 
So I want us to pray on our first prayer topic for this year. We want to say, Lord, I'm thankful that in 2024, I shall take good steps. All my steps are guided by the Lord. It's better the Lord guides your steps than you guide your own steps. It's even said that the one who is trying the aquano in the farm cannot see that the thing is straight or crooked. Is that the case? As you are making way on the farm, you are trying to make way. You know, one interesting thing about Ghana roads, eh? like for me, I go to Kumasi, the road is not straight. Because they used the footpath that was there already. You know, they use the footpath that was there. That's what they used to do the roads. So the road is like this, like this. You see the footpath. <laughs> yes. Instead of deciding that we are doing a road and taking instruments and they use the footpath that is there. So the road is never straight. Your road will be straight this year. The scientist or the mathematician will tell you that the shorter distance between two points is a straight line. That's right. Isn't that the case? And many of us are taking long to reach where we have to reach because we are not going in a straight line. You have not married because you are not going in a straight line. Instead of going to the person to say, I love you, I want to marry you, you are going like this and going like this. Say to somebody, the shorter distance between two points is a straight line. This year, you go in a straight line. You are Kevin. Tomorrow, you are not saying it. Tomorrow, you are saying it. Nobody knows what you are saying. But I say, this year, your steps will be in a straight line. I say, your steps will be in a straight line. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you have the prayer points at all? So he says that all my steps are guided by the Lord. I shall take only good steps that lead to good places and good things. By the grace of God, I shall not take any false step or evil steps in 2024. Hallelujah. Psalm 37 verse 23 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. Hallelujah. You want to lift your voice and say, Lord, grant me the ability to take good steps this year. That my steps will take me to good places. That my steps will give me good things. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice. Say, Lord, grant me the ability to take good steps. Maybe you don't have the ability, but the Lord can give you the ability. Even as the psalm says in 37, 23, that the Lord will order your steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he will be delighted in his way. Open your mouth and pray right now. Lord, help me to take good steps. Help me to take good steps. To take good steps. And this year I'm taking good steps only. Only good steps. Good steps means good decisions. Good steps means good decisions. Good intentions. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Good steps. 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 Good steps.
trying to rear their ugly heads in 2024. want to bind every bad step that you took last year. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. If it's a bad seed that you have sown, eh, you want to, want to water it with hot water eh, to destroy it. Spiritual hot water. Hallelujah. Amen. Or want to uproot it. Amen. Some of the bad decisions you took last year, they begin to germinate. But it shall be destroyed. Amen. I say it shall be destroyed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Bind every bad step that you took. Every bad decision. Some bad decisions have ended in bad business outcomes. In the name of Jesus. Some bad moves that you made. They are beginning to trouble you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bind every bad step. We dissolve every bad step. We say that no bad step will affect us in this year. In the name of Jesus. We destroy it in the name of Jesus. We cancel the effects of every bad step. Every bad decision. Every bad suggestion. Every bad decision. Every bad proposal. In the name of Jesus. La Makabe. Gande Laba Shaka. Yes, it shall not affect you in the name of Jesus. We silence every bastard. We silence every bad decision in the name of Jesus. And we declare, we declare that it shall not affect us. In Jesus' name, we pray in the name of Jesus. Any bad voice, any bad voice. As a result of a bad decision, of a bad move, we silence it in the name of Jesus. It shall not affect us. It shall not affect us. Father, we thank you. We thank you. And we give you the glory. In Jesus' name. Now, the prayer number three says, I will take good steps to becoming a strong Christian, a spiritual Christian, and a fruitful Christian. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. What wonderful three things that are going to happen to you this year. Amen. You are taking steps that will make you into what? A strong Christian. A spiritual Christian. And a fruitful Christian. Say so every step I take in 2024 takes me far away from the devil. In the name of Jesus. I step away from the captivity of Satan. And from demonic cycles and evil linkages. In the name of Jesus, Amen. I re renounce demons of secrecy yes. and sin which have made me a deceiver. Yes. So I want to pray that this year, every step of yours will make you a strong Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Will make you what? A spiritual Christian. Amen. Amen. And will make you what? A fruitful Christian. Amen. Jesus said that you have not, you have not chosen him, but we are here chosen us. And ordain us that we should go and bring forth fruits. Our fruits should remain. That whatsoever we ask the Father in His name, He will give to us. So it's God's intention and plans. When He chose you, it was His intentions and plans that you become what? A fruitful Christian. And in this our year of work, your work will not go in vain. Amen. I say your work will not go in vain. Amen. Your basenta work will not go in vain. Amen. Your prayer meetings will not go in vain. Amen. Your choir rehearsals will not go in vain. Amen. Lift your voice and pray that every step that you take this year will lead you to become a strong Christian, a spiritual Christian, and a fruitful Christian. That this year will be your most fruitful year as a Christian. Open your mouth and pray right now. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. All my steps, they are leading me to become a strong Christian. I'm becoming 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 a spiritual Christian. In the name of Jesus, I am becoming a fruitful Christian from this year. My fruitfulness will be there. It will be evident all to see. In the name of Jesus, my fruitfulness will be evident for all to see. Madesh, Labalaba, Labalaba. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that this year we are taking only good steps. We are taking only good steps. We cancel the effect of any bad step that we took last year or the years before. Any bad decision that we made last year or the year before. Any bad suggestions that we made last year or the year before. Any bad proposals that we made last year or the year before. In the name of Jesus. We cancel all of them. We made them and we are canceling them. In Jesus name. We declare that their effects will not affect us this year. Because this year is a year of good steps. Steps that lead to us becoming strong Christians. Steps that lead to us becoming spiritual Christians. And that leads us to becoming fruitful Christians. That is our portion this year. That is our destiny this year. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for this morning. That you speak to us. You let your light shine on our path. 
that at the end of the day, through your word this morning, we will take good steps. We give you the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and you may be seated. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about quiet time. Amen. Quiet time. Not quiet time with your beloved or wife, but quiet time with the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Quiet time with the Lord. Amen. I said amen. Now in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, the Bible says, Steady to show thyself approved unto God. Mm? Steady to show thyself approved unto God. Mm? A workman. Because this year, our year of work, you are going to become a workman. I say you are going to become a workman. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Amen. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Hallelujah. So you can see that a workman has to do something. Amen. And that thing is to steady. Hallelujah. That thing is to what? Is to steady. Amen. I said amen. And so this year, we are starting with quiet time. Quiet time is something that will build you up. You know? It will build you in the inner man. It will make you a more effective workman. That's why it says steady to show yourself approved. A workman. A workman. So a workman has to prepare himself before he becomes an effective workman. Before he becomes a fruitful workman. Hallelujah. Otherwise, all your work will go somewhere else. All your work will not have the effect that it's intended to have. Are you understanding? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, hmm, our outward man is doing what? It's perishing. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Hmm. Hallelujah. The inward man is renewed day by day. If it was also, Paul would not have said day by day. And so quiet time is something that renews your inner man every day. So though there are things happening outwardly, eh, things that challenges you outwardly, things that tends to put you down outwardly, because of the strength that is the inner man, eh, which is renewed day by day, by the activities that you engage in, you will see that something on the inside is working on the outside. Hallelujah. When we used to go to action, we used to sing that song. Something on the inside is working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. Amen. And change should take place continuously. Hallelujah. Change should take place always. It's when change is taking place always that something on the inside will have an effect on the outside. Are you with me? When you are going to wash your clothing, eh? You don't just do like this. You don't just posay it once. Uh, you do several posayings. <laughs> Amen. It's a word. 
It's a Greek word. You don't understand. You do several words. Science. Amen. Each one that you do, there's a change. Is that not so? Each one, there's a change. Each one, each one, each one, each one. By and by, by and by. Then by the time you realize, hooray, it's a clean something. So though outwardly things are not good, you can build yourself inwardly. Especially in this our year of elections. Things are going to be tough for many people. Eh? A few people to be good for them. But for the majority, it will not be easy. Are you with me? But because of what is inside of you, eh? what is inside of you will dominate what is outside of you. Hallelujah. That's why we say that if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Because God is inside of us. And if he is for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. Now, because of repetition, eh? In your washing, the repetition, that's what brings about the change. So this morning, in terms of pie time, I'm talking about a good habit. Hallelujah. For us to make quiet time, a time with the Lord, a habit. Amen? I said amen. amen. To make it what? Otherwise, you do it in January. When we finish preaching, then you stop. <laughs> eh? And that will not bring about a change. He said, in what man, the change is what? Day by day. Day by day. You know, when Jesus Christ was teaching his disciples to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. Eh? He didn't say, give us this day our weekly bread, but our daily bread. And not our monthly bread, but our daily bread. So it, it means that there is something that has to be done daily. 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 And that is what brings about the change. That's what brings about the, the, the desired effect. Hallelujah. Amen. It brings about the desired effect. It brings about a change. Hallelujah. So to be a good workman this year, so you have to study. And the study is daily. Can't you that these days, even when children come for holidays, you see, during our days, you go through six months before university. I mean, we know things. So, the, and the teaching was proper. So, long vacation was very long. This day, there's not a long vacation. Because people don't know things. And the teaching is not as good as in those days. Are you with me? So, this day, when you have vacation, no, but then, ah, the children are going back to school. <laughs> you have to go quickly. If you sit at home longer, you, 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 <laughs> but the thing they've taught you, you know, it, it, it has not materialized in your brain. Yeah, that's why they go to school quickly. Because they don't teach them anything good. Excuse me, sorry if you are in charge of teachings. <laughs> we are in the teaching service. Eh? I'm saying something. Of course, he, this is a, a professional teacher here. So when they come home, they have to go home. These days, even nursery children are going for vacation classes. Eh? Nursery teachers have extra teachers coming to the house to teach them. I mean, it's very strange. Children. Eh? Primary school, they are I mean, even primary school, they've gone far. Your child in next school have, have extra classes. <laughs> child that is now learning to talk. <laughs> Are you understanding? Are you understanding me? And so it is important that you and I, we engage ourselves in that daily spiritual exercise. We make it a habit. 
But without it becoming a habit, without learning becoming a habit, you will never be a good student. Eh? You only learn during exam time. Exam time, then you are ghosting and uh, burning the candle and chewing cola nut and things. It will not end you any good. If it's a habit, during exam, you are just cool. Amen. And so quiet time is a very good habit that you and I have to establish. Now, what are some of the good habits in life? Like brushing your teeth when you are growing up. It's a good habit. If you don't adopt such a habit when you are a child, you grow up and you realize actually your teeth are all in a certain way. And dental expenses, they are very, the dental costs they are very expensive. I was saying to the first service that dentists, they really smile to the bank compared to doctors. Have you seen a dentist taking somebody's tooth at 9 p.m. before? They only wait the daytime. But doctors on call, hmm, emergency, the professor sitting here is tired. <laughs> emergency on call, this, it's like they are always working. Eh? What is a regular schedule for a doctor, a regular hospital call? What's the number of hours? Is supposed to be, but what is it? Yeah, sometimes it's twelve. I, sometimes I, it's twelve. I do twelve. Look at him, professor. Professor doing twelve hours. I don't know of any dentist. Who, is there any dentist here? There's no dentist. Ah, dentist. Nine to four. How? What is nine to four? That's when they finish. They finish. But after working for twelve hours. Your phone is on. Yes, throughout the night. Throughout the night. Do you think dentists leave their phone on? <laughs> no dentists leave their phone on. I've never seen tooth being taken at 12 midnight. <laughs> so, when you engage in a bad habit, like not brushing your teeth, things become very expensive for you later in life. You realize that, and you see, the dentists, eh, they are, be careful of them. They are they're frightening people. When they examine your teeth, they have to say, they tell you, you have to come every three months. Otherwise, in five years' time, all your teeth will go away. A dentist has told me that before in the UK. He said, <laughs> he said, I have to come, I have to come every three months or so for a checkup. Otherwise, by the age of 40 or so, all my teeth would have gone. They are still here, all of them. Real, not artificial. <laughs> amen. I said amen. But it's because you didn't develop a good habit. So I get to a stage where now it becomes very expensive for you. Hallelujah. In the same way, if you don't develop the quiet time as a habit, eh, to build yourself up as a Christian, life becomes very difficult. Hmm? There's a scripture we read in uh, second, second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. That though the outward man is being torn up and down, though the outward man say, for which cause we faint, but though our outward man perish, hmm, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Hallelujah. It's renewed day by day. Amen. And this year, you are going to embark upon that habit. I pray for most of us that it is not too late. Amen? But even if you think you have grown that you cannot do
do it. You will do it by the grace of God. Because the Bible says that you should steady to show yourself. Steady for a good workman. Now, let me just give you 10 things every Christian should know about habits. Things every Christian should know about habits. Number one, a habit is an active act that is repeated easily. Hmm? An act that is repeated easily. I'm preaching from the book right now. It's repeated what? Easily. Without thinking or planning. When you have to think and plan quiet time, it becomes a difficult because the days are very, very busy. Are you with me? I don't know how many of us plan when we brush our teeth. You don't plan it. You wake up, no, you are doing it. I know for once in a while you forget to brush your teeth. But <laughs> more often than not, when you wake up, no, I mean, it's like it's a habit. You know, so even if you miss one cry, it doesn't cause any havoc. Do you understand? Yeah. And there are some people to who food eating is their habit. Eating is your habit. We have one of our pastors who was sent on missions. Then when he, when he told his hosts that there's only one thing you have to know about me. And that I do not joke with my three square meals a day. Yeah, that's a missionary. He said, what you have to know that I do not joke with my what? Three square meals a day. Because now eating has become a habit. It's a bad habit to have. Are you with me? Say so you are out of or you need like so long as there's food, you have to eat. <laughs> eh? So long as there's food, you have to what? You have to eat. Somebody said, <laughs> instead of the food spoiling, let me spoil. <laughs> instead of what? The food spoiling, let me spoil. <laughs> so you have food, but you are eating. I remember when I was, you see me, I was trained with food. When we were growing up, my mother is a housewife. And she cooks three times. Now when I became a Christian, I realized that, look, this thing is not good. So I led my siblings and we revolted. That we are eating too much. <laughs> oh no, here's a zipper. <laughs> No, seriously, we revolted in the house that, no, 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 it's too much. Because we realized that, I mean, like, it, it was too much. Because that was his, her work. So she was doing her work very diligently. <laughs> and feeding us. <laughs> but I got to a point, he said, no. This one, <laughs> this one, it was too work. It was, because if you see my siblings, we are all very tough. They came here, my sister, you saw them, very tough. But I got to a point, he said, no. Enough is enough. We can eat at least once or twice. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's an, a habit, it's an act that is repeated easily. So you easily you eat. You don't think about it. But then if you rather make prayer or having your quiet time a habit, it will help you. So you repeat it easily without thinking or planning. Number two, a habit is an act that becomes your custom. 
whether you are conscious of it or not. You will see that somebody like Jesus, he had that sort of custom. Number three, a habit is often an insignificant act that seems to have no power. I think this point is very, very important. A habit is an what? Insignificant act that seems to have no power hmm? to affect the future. It seemed to have no power to affect the future. So, for instance, if I had continued to be eating three times a day, I don't know what I would look at, look like now. But even now, maybe eating one strand is a struggle to, you know, to keep my body under. <laughs> because the body has known to receive food. Do you see? The cells are ready to receive food. Because they have been trained to receive food. He said, this is why many people do not recognize the concept of having a good habit as a powerful tool for future accomplishments. Why? Because the thing doesn't look significant. Are you with me? And that's why people don't engage in it. It doesn't look, doesn't look significant. It doesn't look powerful. But if you know the benefits of the or the effect of it in future, you will take it serious today. If you know the benefits, like children know the benefits of brushing your teeth regularly, they will take it serious. Especially boys. They have to chase them to brush their teeth. When we kids, we even put the toothbrush in the, under the water and then we put it back. So when they check, it is wet. I don't know what, I don't know what, what it was. <laughs> Some of you have been doing that, eh? <laughs> or used to do that. Just wet the toothbrush and then <laughs> you put it back. It's like you have brushed your teeth. What are you doing? Because they don't know the significance. Are you with me? Of it in the long run. So a good habit like quiet time, you may not know the significance today. But you'll be surprised. That's why I say that a wise man built his house on the rock. It's not easy to do it. A wise man built his house on the rock. Because in life, the storms will come. The challenges will come. Recently, I've encountered a lot of people who are, I mean, like, <laughs> one lady called me. I called her. She was very moody on the phone. I said, why? why? What is wrong? Why are you moody? She said, my, my son couldn't get school. I said, oh. But is that why you should be moody? Then I made some calls. Now the son has a school. You know, because your inner man cannot take problems when they come. Do you see? Your inner man has not been strengthened to take problems. You are not strong to take problems. One pastor called me, he said, there's a problem brewing in my, one of my branches. So what is the problem? He said, some pastor has made some announcement and then the other pastor has called. He said, why, why? Why? There's no problem anywhere. One of my pastors, when we go on site, everything he says is negative. I said, no. <laughs> Don't, there's no problem anywhere. Have you seen Jesus in encounter a, a, a situation that begins to complain there's a problem? No. Any 5,000, I see the 5,000 sitting there, they have to eat. 
Then as soon as he said it, Andrew is saying this. We have this, but it's not enough. This one is saying this. Jesus immediately began to solve it. Because he, he, has, a, he has a custom. He has a habit of praying. Because the solution is inside of you. Amen. The creative abilities is inside. Just like you don't see things like sperms and things. They are inside. But they have powerful creative abilities. You don't hold it in a cup and move around. <laughs> Amen. But they have what? Powerful. The things that are unseen. Eh? The unseen things. They have powerful creative abilities. So everything you encounter, and eh, if you are somebody who has a habit of quiet, the solution is inside of you. Inside of you. You are acquiring that habit in the name of Jesus. I say you are acquiring that habit in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Anything small that people are fighting there. I mean, look. Look into your inside. The Holy Spirit is there. Five good habits are repeated as easily as bad habits. Hmm? Good habits are what? Repeated as easily as bad habits. So you need to identify the bad habits and put them away. Identify the good habits and begin to work on them. Amen. I said amen. Something like gossiping is a very bad habit. Look, if you are, you have a habit of having your quiet time, you always have something to share or to talk about. Something spiritual. Because this year, the steps you are taking, they are going to make you into a strong Christian. Say amen. amen. They are going to make you into a spiritual Christian. Say amen. amen. And they are going to make you into a fruitful Christian. Say amen. amen. You should discuss your last uh, soul winning attempt. You know, you should discuss your last soul winning attempt. If you don't have certain things to discuss, you'll be a gossiper. And if you are somebody who is always gossiping, you see, people who gossip, they become liars. Because now, when your friends see you, they are always expecting some gossip. So when you don't have any gossip to gossip, then you now you create it, you lie. So those who gossip, they become liars. Yeah. But be somebody, see, because you're going to become a strong Christian this year, be somebody who always shares things. Just one small thing, then you share. You'll be amazed that even the revelation that you have is small. Anything that you share, it sticks to you. And when you begin to share, say, ah, your friend will bring another revelation. Oh, I didn't think about this, so then revelations are flowing instead of gossip. To share revelation is a good habit. But gossiping is a bad habit. Number six. Bad habits lead to consistent failure and defeat without the person realizing what is happening. Bad habits lead to consistent failure and defeat without the person realizing what is happening. A 
bad habit of not appreciating it when God leads somebody to come and propose to him. It's a bad habit. Even if you don't like, you know, be nice. Because the person will get somebody else and then his friend will need somebody and then he will recommend you. Oh, she didn't like me but she was very nice to me. But if you're not like, hey, this girl. Maybe you too, you like the person that is now coming. But because of the test, bad testimony of always facing people, being hard. I mean, it's like, hey. I saw some WhatsApp this thing yesterday. A school girl went to ask the mother that he wants 100 cities to go with his friends to the zoo. They're going to on an excursion to the zoo. Hey, the mother was cooking and the insults. You are coming from one million. No, you are quite cool. You are here. I mean, they are going for a station, but she said, I'm going to look at animals. It began to insult her. See, if you come from such places, you have to be careful. I'm also a guy, and I'm telling you, if you come from, if you're a guy, you have to be careful. For the insults and things, they are happy that you acquire without knowing it. If you want to see animals, go and look at your father's face. <laughs> see, I mean, you could see the words. It's in the DNA. If you want to see and he said you are going to the zoo, you want my man, one million to go to the zoo. What is wrong with you? If you want to see an animal's face, go and look at your father's face. You can see that, you see, there are, there, there are places that even to call their children. I mean, it's like, it, it, the words just come out. So if you grow in such a place, you have to be very careful. It's a very bad habit. It's a bad gun women habit. So if you're a gun woman, you have to really pray. Some of you have become possessed by the habit. Some is there. Some of us, we have become mothers and grandmothers, but some is still there. Now you are talking, they realize your grandchildren are even picking such things from you. So if you want to see an animal's face, go and look at your father's face. Where would, where, would, where, where would she get such ideas from? Because that the insult is in the DNA. Amen? But you are overcoming all such bad habits in the name of Jesus. And you are overcoming them with good habits in Jesus' name. I say you are overcoming them with good habits in Jesus' name. And that's why a lot of us are not married. Yeah, because of bad habits. You propose to this, you propose, you are not truthful. Being untruthful is a bad habit. Are you with me? I know a lady, she's almost 50. She's not married. Because every man that they brought to her, she has something to say. They brought their someone, they look at his head like tinkota. You know tinkota? The one they used to, to open a sardine. <laughs> 
you know, you see, even the head, and she's a gunman. Even the head is like, you know, maybe the person was slim. But you put on weight, don't cover the uh, ticotter things. Up to now, remember the man is happily married and enjoying life. And up to now, she's not married because of her bad habits. We should be careful. Amen? Because it says, bad habits lead to consistent failure and defeat without the person realizing what is happening. So you don't realize what is happening though. But because of your bad habits that's affecting you, you don't smile. You are a lady, you don't smile. What, what sort of lady are you? You always frown. Translate it in ever or gone. So as a lady, you have to what? Smile. Number seven, good habits lead to consistent success and victory without the person even realizing what he is doing. A pleasant person. Amen? A prayerful person. It always leads to success and victory. Hallelujah. Because every problem that comes, Charlie, it's not like when they, it's usually when you have challenges and problems, you, know, you can't pray. Are you with me? When you have challenges, you can't pray. When you are sick, it's difficult to pray. But because the habit, I mean, you have built a powerful credit of prayers. Amen? Build a powerful credit of prayers. Number eight, bad habits are easy to form, but difficult to live with. Bad habits are what? They are easy to form, but difficult to live with. Good habits are difficult to form, but easy to live with. Form a good habit of a daily quiet time. A daily time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It may not look powerful, but I'm telling you, you are building yourself up. I say you are building yourself up. Because in times of problem, you have to call from what is within you. It's like having savings. A good habit of quiet time or prayer or reading the word is like having savings. Because when you have savings, when issues, something comes that have to be done, you have, sa- you have saved money. You can, you, you, you pick from there. Amen? So the same thing, a good habit like prayer and quiet time is savings. You are saving, you know, divine, spiritual things inside of you. And by all means, they will be called upon one day. The wise man built his son on the rock. The winds will come. They will beat vehemently. You see, when they are coming, they beat vehemently against everybody. It's not like a selective vehement beating. <laughs> it's everybody, whether you have saved or not, it will come against you. Amen. I see you building good habits. Every successful Christian has a number of good habits that have brought him to success. One thing that prophet says that has made him what who he is today is the subject of quiet time. He even talks about the book that he's written. Amen? Amen. I was listening to last week's message 
You know, we don't read so many things. And, you know, that's why God said to Joshua that this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. That thou shalt what? Meditate on it day and night. Without meditating, you will not, you will not do, you will not grab anything. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was just had my quiet time and I came by First Peter 1 7. And it, it, it attracted me. So I just did an extended study on it. And I don't know why God was blessing me with that scripture. But later on, when Bishop Oku passed, I realized, ah, this thing is a trial of our faith. But the Bible said the trial of our faith being much more precious than gold. So, wow. I mean, I could have just read this and gone over it. And it's not just our faith, but the trial of it. So when your faith is being tried, eh, don't say, Agbona, you have been troubled. When your faith is being tried, the Bible says that that act, that process, eh, is more precious than gold. You know, you have, you have not seen gold before. You have not bought some before. That's why you don't know. You don't understand what the Bible is saying. Your gold plated ring, you got it so cheap. So you don't know how precious gold is. Even the process that you go through to get gold, it's amazing. If you go deep, deep underground, go and bring rocks. Even when you look at the rock, there's nothing that shows that there's gold inside. But the, uh, the lab says there's gold. Say this ton of rock that you're going to bring, there's about uh, seven ounces or seven grams of, of gold inside. A ton of it's seven grams. Small. Then you take it through processes. Look at this, this, this one guy, you can see there. You can see some gold inside. But most rocks and things that are sent through the process, they, don't, they look like the sand in your house. But it's saying that the trial of our faith is much more precious than gold. So I learned this and it carried me through. And I also used it to encourage people. All through quiet time. Amen. Number 10. Habits are a safety procedure for Christians. Amen. They are what? A safety procedure for Christians. Now the Bible says that we should not be what? Slothful. We should not be lazy. Eh? But we should follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. There are people who have followed good habits that have ended them well. An example is Jesus, our master. We'll look at just one or two examples and then we, we close. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. Jesus had certain habits. The Bible says that dear children, we should be followers of God. We should not be lazy, but we should follow those who through faith and patience. He says, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, underline in your Bible, as his custom was. What does that mean? As his habit was. 
he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. So Jesus had a habit of going to church. Amen? Amen. He had, you see, you look at the church, as if like it's a factory. People come today and don't come tomorrow. They are running shifts. They don't have a good habit. <laughs> and even those who come, they come very late. True or false? Ask your neighbor, when did you come? I can cut, I can cut the line of those who came late. <laughs> so Jesus had a very, as his custom was, as his habit was, that's one of the things that made him successful. His custom, his habit was to go to church. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Is it a burden for you to go to the house of the Lord? We just had a camp last two weeks. Very powerful camp. Where we prayed for 25 hours. We set a target of 24 hours. And we exceeded it by one. And now people are asking me, when are we starting our fasting? When we were having the prayer, we were fasting. I don't know anybody who left the prayer to go and eat and come. <laughs> Amen. Of course, we'll be having more fastings and prayer. Hallelujah. And we'll be having what? More fasting. Because it should be, it should be our habit. We say we are going for camp, one day retreat. It should be our habit to be there. You see people who make the camp a talk of war. You know talk of war. <laughs> it's like a talk of war. To pay. To get people to go for And then when they finish, they can begin to send messages. Oh, it was a very powerful message. We should have it more often. But you, when they have it more often, will you come? If you will come, we'll have it every week, month, more often. But you will not come. I met a group just during the lunch, during the break. And I said, look. You are a choir. You, are a choir. you should be able to rehearse every Saturday. Then one said, the mother goes to somewhere, so Saturday she takes care of the, of the shop. So, it's nice, you're helping your mother. I said that, if Bank of Ghana employs you, they say you should come for Ghana, we Saturday. What will you tell the interviewer that your mother, <laughs> then I said to her, I understand. Bank of Ghana is more important than the church. He said, no, 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 the church is more, no, no, no. I said, please, it's not by mouth, it's by our actions. Amen. Are you with me? So in the end, I said, look, I think that this group, you should at least once a month, you should come Saturday. You attend everything by prayer. From there, you have your rehearsal. Then from there, you go outreach. Because it's our year of work. Amen. I'm talking about your contemporaries, your first service people. So this is to you, the second service. Eh? Worship choir. We have to define work for ourselves. It has to be a habit. Otherwise, it becomes painful. Anything that's not a habit is a painful thing. Bible says, train a child in a way ought to go when he goes. You see, you have been in a church where we are always encouraged to work for the Lord, to do something for the Lord. It should be our custom. 
Are you with me? Eh? I remember a day I was in Nigeria and I was preaching and a certain member's parents came to visit the church. I think they had a program, whatever. And that day, I think we were doing feeding five to seven. Now we do status. But that was feeding five to seven. And I gave everybody a book and I was preaching from the book. And after the service, the parents, they said, wow, this is what they know about this church. That we are a church that reads. So, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> it is a name. But is that a fact? Look at the books that have been written for us. And we don't read it. He said, this year, our steps are going to make us what, strong Christians. How you can become a strong Christian. It is here. Is that not the case? Eh? There's a book on fruitfulness. Where is it? Where is fruitfulness? It's not here. That will make us fruitful. That will make us spiritual. Hallelujah. So you see, Jesus Christ had a custom of going to church. You should have a custom of coming to church, of going, coming for church programs. Last year, I was teaching you about membership. And I gave three categories of membership. What was it? We have active members. We have registered members. We have committed members. Then we have registered committed. We have active members. You see, when you come to church Sunday only, Eh? What member are you? You are just a registered member. You come only on Sundays. Then when you add midweek service, you become what? An active member. Then when you add tithes and things, you become what? A committed member. And it's my desire that we all become committed members. Ask your neighbor, what is your index number? Have you asked? He's just smiling. No, answer. Bring me microphone. Bring me microphone. What's your index number? Tell him. SO what? SO so. What is your name? What is your index number? Ask your neighbor. I'm coming. Bring me another, another microphone. <laughs> See, that's the noise. It's now, you don't have to think about it. You should know it. Amen? Have you asked your neighbor? What did they say? You are checking. You are checking your index number. <laughs> when you are a committed, you see, we all have to be committed because Jesus Christ was committed as his custom was. He went to the synagogue. Amen? It's a good habit to acquire and a good habit to follow. That as a Christian, you are in church, you have to be a committed member. You pay your tithe. You give offerings. You give first offerings. You give second offerings. You give booster. You are committed to the church. We talk about marital commitments. That is the type of commitment we want in the church. Amen? Not fair weather commitments or situational commitments. When the situation is good, then you, are, you show your face. We want people who are maritally committed. Because we are maritally committed to this church. 
in marriage you don't break the marriage you are inside rain or shine amen is there no rain in your marriage is there no shine in your marriage but you are inside is that country broke in your marriage is that country not broke in your marriage but you day inside so also is the church I'm so committed that anywhere I go, I join the church. If the church is not there, I form one and join. Some of you ladies, you are waiting for someone to come and marry you and then they will take you to another church. And this church, they work too much. They work too, they work too much. The Bible says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God had before ordained that we should walk in them God has created us to work so the Bible says we are his workmanship put the scripture on Ephesians 2.10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto what good works which God had before Jesse, before you came on the scene God had planned things for you so many of us don't work in the abundance and the blessings of God because we, we, we want to be selective. You can't select and leave some. Hmm? You can't do that. When he said we are his workmanship, what do you think he meant by that? Just say we are the people who he has meant for us to come and work. I always tell you when the cocoa farmer, you see most of them those days, they had a lot of children. You think because they like women? No. But because they want men, work men. So the cocoa farmer with seven wives with 49 children. He has workforce. Not because he likes women. No. Because as he's giving birth to you, you are his workmanship. Created by the cocoa farmer. Onto farm work. Which he had planned before. That he should flow in it. Hallelujah. But if you are not committed, you don't have a habit of coming for church, for church programs, how can you become committed in being a workman in the house of God? We have to be committed. Because Jesus was committed. Hallelujah. John chapter 18. Verse 1. And I'm closing. When Jesus had thus, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with the disciples over the brook Cedron. Where was a garden into the which he entered? <laughs> into the what? Into the which. This English is too nice. Into the which he entered and his disciples. Verse 2. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. Did Judas know the place? Why? That is the three column or ceiling column that is there. For Jesus oftentimes resorted either with the disciples. Oftentimes. First of all, we saw custom. It's custom. It says, oftentimes. That's several times. When we are looking for you, where will we look for you? Where will we see you? Zachariah was in the temple doing his duties when the angel came to visit him. He was in the temple doing what? duties. 
does God know where you are? When they send angels to come and look for you, would they find you? On Sunday, the angels are expecting you to be here. On Wednesday evening, angels are expecting you to be here. Some of you are expected to be here even on Saturday mornings. When angel is bringing your beloved, will he find you there? Angel has pulled a guy to come and they are not there. Aquaba ladies. There's an Aquaba lady who took very good care of a visitor. The visitor married her. Because the angel positioned her there the visitor there that day. And as the Aquaba lady was calling to check on him, she was doing her shepherdora duties. I think she gave testimony in the, in the church. She was doing her Aquaba duties. Because you call to check on the people, etc. But when visit, you go with somebody, you don't go alone. Amen? The guy said, what? What a lady is this? What a lady is this? He proposed to her, married her. Yeah. That's what happened to Zachariah because he was performing his duty when God sent the angel. Hallelujah. So you oftentimes you have to create good habits. Amen. So don't forget, good habits, they are just like bad habits. They all have their end results. But this year you are creating a good habit. I said, this year you are creating a good habit. A good habit of daily quiet time. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. A daily, a good habit of building yourself up daily. Amen. Are you blessed? Rise on your feet. There is a longing. Only you can feel a raging tempest. Only you can steal. My soul is thirsty, Lord, to know you as I'm known. Drink from the river that flows beyond your throne. Hold me close in your embrace. Take me deeper, deeper than I've ever been before. I just want to love you more and more. How I long to be deeper. Take me deeper, take me deeper. Jesus, hold me close in your embrace. Take me deeper, deeper than I've ever been before. I just want to love you more and more. How I long to be deeper in love. With every eye closed.
Today is the second Sunday of the year. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to go deeper with God. I want to know God for myself. I want to surrender my life to God. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again today. I want to start the year on a good note. Pastor, pray for me. I've tried several times. It has not worked. But I want to come to Jesus. I want to surrender to Jesus. Wherever you are standing, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Wherever you are, I just want you to lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. Wherever you are, God bless you. Lift it, lift it very high. I want to see it where I am. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to, this year, this year, I want to be serious with God. I want to be serious with God. Lift your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give Jesus a chance in my life. I don't want to go to hell when I die. This year. Last year, I lost some friends. But this year, I'm determined that I will not walk that way again. Lift your hands. Lift it. God bless you. You have lifted your hand. I want you to come to me right now. Just come to me. Come take your Bible, take your, bank, your, your book and come to me. Come to me. I shall help them to come. I shall help them to come. God bless you. Just come. to Jesus, come on to Jesus, give him your life, give him your life today, come on to Jesus, let him have, let him have his way. This year is my year of work. Amen. So even during the service, some of us should be working. Amen. And the work that you have to do is to win souls in the service. Or encourage people to surrender to Christ in the service. Are you with me? Not that, come on to Jesus and then we are out. No, no, no. Look for somebody. You see, you should be spiritual. When you see somebody's face, you'll be able to say whether he's born again or not. More often than not, you should be right. Amen? You want me to say, go into the crowd? Everybody move and look for someone. Just, you see, one thing that I do, are you born again? You say yes. I say, when were you born again? Oh, well, I mean, when, when I was born, when I was, then you'd be like, mm, mm. It's not working. Go and look for somebody. Yes. Go and look for somebody and bring the person. Clap your hands for Jesus. It's our year of work. Don't just come to church and come and listen to the message. Win a soul in the service. Win a soul in the service. Make it your personal soul. Let him 
You have two minutes more to win a soul. Two minutes more to win a soul. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. The one singing, it is your work. So sing properly. Somebody is winning you, don't resist. Relax to be won to Jesus. Wanna sing about the blood? The blood that Jesus shed. The blood. Sing the song now. away our sins and that is the blood of Jesus no human being can do anything to wash away your sins it's only by the blood of Jesus that our sins can be washed away as I stand here I'm not better than you 
The only difference is that I have been washed. I have been dipped into the blood of Jesus. And that is what makes the difference. After I prayed for you today, you become just like me. An individual, a human being, washed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I want to pray with you. Anybody in front here, who doesn't want to pray with me, you can go back to your seats. Maybe somebody forced you to come. Is there anybody like that? Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. The lifting of your two hands is you surrendering to the Lord. Say, Lord, take my life. Lord, take my life. Open your mouth. Say, Lord, take my life. Lord, have my life. Lord, I surrender to you. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus who died for me, who shed his blood for me. This afternoon, I come to you and I ask you to please forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me in the precious blood of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life so that one day one day when I die when I depart from this earth I will be with you thank you Lord for saving me thank you Lord for washing away my sins say please help me Lord to be a strong Christian please help me Lord to be a spiritual Christian Please help me, Lord, to be a fruitful Christian. Say, I will serve you all the days of my life. From today, I will come to church every Sunday. Every Sunday. I will not wait for somebody to call me. I will come to church every Sunday. So help me, God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.